So first thing this morning, I already told you, I'm going to be speaking to Hink Kleinschmidt from Aflame Ministries. He's up here in Gauteng. I didn't even know you stayed down in East London, developed West London. Developed West Cop, yeah. Yeah, I was there at school when I was in primary oh, school in Nahoon. Oh, wow. So, so all I remember is it's cold when you go to the sea and there's lots of, you know, uh, rotsa. Lots of rotsa. It's lots a beautiful place, but it is. It there's is. an ocean view, which is nice. And it's quite close to the friendly city. It is quite close. <laughs> <laughs> so you're up here in Gauteng because you had a conference, um, the Elisha Generation. That's right. And now before we get into uh, what's on your heart and everything, maybe you can introduce yourself to South Africa. You can tell you can tell the people, you and your family, who are you guys? Okay, wow. Thank you very much, Janine. So, yeah, my name is Hank Kleinschmidt. I'm married to... Uh, my beautiful wife, Maurice Kleinschmidt. And, uh, so we have three children, Emma, Ben, and Adam. And, uh, we have. Are they a, listening? Th- they are listening. Hello, well, hello. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have a fourth one that's with us in foster care at the moment. Her name is, uh, Abby. And yeah, that's the story. So we, we, um. With a surname like that, can you speak German? No, unfortunately not. But I'm trying to speak a little bit of Kosa. So I'm working oh, on my no. Yes, yeah, I'm Johnny Mama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Eastern Cape baby. All right, but why East London? I got to know you right here in Gauteng, mm. as yuppie as they get with a young, with a young adult leaders getting together, making a difference up here in Gauteng. How yeah. do you guys end up in well, East London? Well, Jenny, we all, we've always had a heart for, uh, you know, for the lost and, and finding the people that don't have the privilege that we have necessarily with, with having the gospel and the church and, and, you know, all the wonderful teaching and revelation and truth that we have. So, uh, all through our ministry life, even while we were here, we were always traveling to different nations and, you know, from Pakistan to Vietnam and, and different places, just sharing the good news of Jesus. And uh, it was about five years ago that we felt the Lord speak to us about the Eastern Cape and specifically the Transkei. So, how you know, does a message like that go? Hink, the Transkei. <laughs> let's get you there. Yeah, what, what what caught your attention the first time? Yeah, you know, when the Lord speaks, I mean, it's uh, it's his still small voice, and uh, as you grow in the Lord and as you practice, you get better at it. You know, so it's that unction or. Feeling of your gewete, So did it start with you or with your wife? Uh, my wife felt that, you know, something's coming, uh, that a move is coming. So um, then she came to me and she said, well, what about the Eastern Cape? And I thought she was crazy. So a lot of times <laughs> my wife is also the voice of the Lord. So, uh, so I thought she was crazy. I said to her, no, you know, what about Malawi or Thailand? So we were praying about the three of those. And um, then at one point, it was actually amazing. The Lord said to my wife and to myself and said, whatever you have unity on, uh, that's what I'm speaking into. And, uh, you know, I I did a fast. And, uh, you know, after the fast, I really felt the Lord speaking clearly to me that it's that it's the Eastern Cape. And no, no lightning, no thunder. It's just, I don't know how to put it, but the voice of the Lord is a knowing. You, you just suddenly know on the inside and there's mm. peace about it. And... Um, it's usually an idea that's much better than the one you could have had when you know it's him speaking. Okay, know? but there are implications moving all the way from here to a place that you don't know. What did you have friends there at all? Or did you have? Did you know anyone there? Well, we had a sister-in-law. My my sister-in-law was there. So, uh, but she's in uh, you know East London. So that that helped in the beginning. But yeah, we we didn't know lots of people. And um, but the churches in East London they were amazing. And there's a real strong unity movement there, which is. Very special, actually. And uh, so they really embraced us and helped us as much as they could. But when it came to the trans guy, we really knew nothing. Um, 
and it came down to basically one day we just didn't get a door open and uh, again my wife she said well you said we have to pioneer something so get in the car and just go there and see what happens and that's basically what we did so we got in the car we paid a guy a couple of rand to help us translate drove into a village where he actually grew up and uh, we started praying for people uh, some people got healed and as they got healed they started calling people around them and suddenly we had a church service and four years later we're we're still there <laughs> <laughs> now right here that we started praying for people and some of them got healed and the word spread. That's exactly why miracles were, were happening in the Bible when it comes to um, the, the apostles and those people that went. Our normal disciples went and they went and they prayed, laid their hands on people. But today people are weary of that. They're weary of, yeah. of even prophecy because some of the stuff that we see is flaky. It's, it's not, yeah. it's not credible. Mm-hmm. So you came up to Gauteng now for this um, conference that you had. And the whole point was that, the supernatural, the prophetic, all of that. So how do people react when you introduce them to Are they open to doing it themselves? Well, some are. Uh, you know, <laughs> different different groups of people react differently. So um, I found that, that that our black friends in South Africa are much more relaxed about it because they, they grew up in a spiritual context, you know, yeah, everything around aware. them, the bad side as well. So for them, the spiritual is not strange or, or, or weird at all. Um, but a lot of our white guys, we struggle a little bit more, but it's, it's changed a lot. And, um, the point is that there was a lot of bad things that happened. There still is a lot of bad things that happens in the name of the Lord. But whether that is miracle signs and wonders or the word of God being abused while preaching, it's the same thing. And I think what sometimes happens is we elevate things like the prophetic or healing ministry and we elevate the bad in that to a, very high level and disproportionate disproportionate and Mm. we call it demonic and it's bad and it's evil because we don't understand it but a pastor who you know who abuses the word to push money out of people we kind of don't we we, we don't like it but we don't elevate it to that same level we tolerate it Mm. more and and I think Jesus, you know, if you look at the life of Jesus on earth, it, it was a complete package, you know, it was a full package. For him, healing the sick was the same as preaching the word. It was it was just a flow of, of the kingdom of God and the nature of who he is. And the point is that miracle signs and wonders has always and will always confirm the word. That's what the scripture says, Hebrews 2. It says, these signs followed. It says, miracle signs and wonders and expressions, different expressions of the gifts of the Spirit were given to them to confirm the word. And we Just like it was with Jesus. It confirmed like it him being the Messiah. Absolutely. And we, we need that confirmation as well, That uh, especially in certain places where it's really dark, but everywhere where people just need to see that this God we're talking about is alive. He's the same. He hasn't changed. He loves his people. He can still heal. He can still set free. Mm-hmm. Uh, he can heal our hearts. He can heal our bodies. And and he's amazing. You know, he's alive today just like he was 2,000 years ago. And he's living in us, and we get to do it. It's okay, awesome. but you had to start moving in those in those realms in the beginning as well. You're also white. You also come from a background, yeah. uh, you know. When did you decide, okay, let's try this originally, and then found out, okay, no, seriously, now it's real? Yeah, Um I don't know why, but but for me, uh, growing up, you know, we grew up in a typical Afrikaans environment, you know, conservative Afrikaans, good church family, you know, and uh, so I was pretty on fire as a young uh, young kid, you know, primary school, Um, but but I also read my Bible actually as a as a young kid, which is not the norm. Well, it wasn't the norm back then. It was amazing, (laughs) and uh, so I would 
read stuff in the Bible and I would see miracles and I would see whether it's Elisha or, you know, Moses or Jesus or Paul doing stuff. And, and at some point there was a, I don't know, it just, it just didn't make sense that why am I seeing all of this in the Bible, but I'm not seeing it anywhere around me. So for me, that was, Weirdly enough, it was you know it. it I didn't like it. You know, yeah. I felt why? Why is it? Because I, I kind of get got this idea. It's pie in the sky when you die. You know, it's yeah. like it's gonna suck on Earth. Yeah. And then one day, you know, if we die, it's gonna be better. And I just didn't didn't gel well with me. What so, age are we talking? Yeah. We're talking about twelve, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen. You know. So um, then I took a big turn away from the Lord because of it. Because I I just felt I, I think disillusioned would be the word. And uh, so when I got born again, when I was uh, 26, and again, this was because God spoke to me. Um, it felt audible, probably wasn't, but it felt audible. And it was the first time I heard him like that in my whole life at the age of 26. And I mean, I was a mess. I was in drugs. I was, I was just a mess. And, um, and then suddenly I hear his voice. He, my brother was uh, sharing something with me uh, in Stellenbosch. He was a great guy, and my family didn't know what I was involved in. And he quoted a verse that, what you know, Proverbs seventeen sixteen that says, "Why is there in the hand of a fool the purchase price for wisdom, but he has no heart for it?" And as he said it, um, the next minute I heard God speak, and the Lord said to me, "Hank, this is your last chance if you want your calling." Sure. And and like I just sat there, I was shocked. I I don't think God speaks like that, you know. And literally that day, I stopped the drugs, I stopped everything, and um, and immediately when I got came back to Pretoria, I came back home back then. Um, I started digging into the word again and for me it just the thing that jumped out was just again I saw the power of God in it I saw the Acts church I saw Jesus and I said you know Jesus saying things like John 14 you will do the same things and greater exactly you know so either he's a liar or or he meant it you know and we need to decide what that means and and there's a lot of theological debate about what these works are but I mean if I look throughout the Gospel of John, when he speaks of works, he speaks of miracles, signs, and wonders, the supernatural. And of course, my character needs to be there. Of course, all of those things need to be in place. It's not the one or the other. It's both, you know. And uh, so those things just came alive for me. And, um, yeah, I was luckily uh, introduced into churches that, that, you know, was moving in that, moving in the prophetic. And I was just so drawn to it. It was just beautiful to me so can you remember the first time you prayed for someone and god rocked up and changed something oh yeah the first uh, i was um you know the, the prophetic started early on i had great friends that introduced me to that so that was already amazing you know getting a word for somebody it that you is don't amazing. know and you know mm. just tears start flowing and there's healing so that was awesome but the first healing was at a, a young adult camp actually it was a significant healing I was a young girl she had um she had tremendous back pain tremendous and um so I was by this time you know I used to be praying for people and they got worse like if you had a headache <laughs> and I prayed for you, you got worse it was horrible and I was just like Jesus what's happening <laughs> and I think if you keep at it long enough he's like you know let's just help the poor thing you know so um <laughs> so he decided to help me that night and uh, so her pain, her back was in tremendous pain and I I let her sit down and she showed me that her one leg is like significantly shorter than the other one like maybe 5 centimeters now I don't know why maybe it was just you know because of the, the you know the yeah. spine being twisted I don't know the reason and uh, I just kind of went but I, seriously I had no faith because we, we've, we've been having a dry run <laughs> and I kind of put my hands under her feet and I just said in the name of Jesus uh, I just command you know the back pain to leave and I, I didn't know what was going to happen and the next minute I mean we sat and her leg just shot out and her eyes just 
went big and she was like in shock and tears started running and I'm I was freaking out and I'm just like <laughs> God, oh this did is you just do yeah, yeah yeah I'm like did you just do that and, and it was just so awesome and you know since then we've just seen him do amazing things and he's awesome you know we don't get the result we want every time as well but we we are asked to to do this you know and in obedience we do it and we keep on trusting that he's going to come through and and we trust his sovereignty in that as well but he did say uh go out preach the gospel lay hands on the sick it's, it's actually a command yeah raise them yeah. from the dead raise them from the dead as well yeah. that, uh, that's not funny yeah that's a, it's not yeah. uh, we the thing is we're scared we are we're scared, scared literally terrified mm. that god doesn't Answer that prayer while we're standing in front of someone that they put their hope in this. We, yeah. we, we even feel the responsibility on our shoulders. We yeah. need to make this thing happen. And then the first time it doesn't happen, it's like, okay, yeah, we're this done, is yeah. not safe. Absolutely. <laughs> okay, yeah. so how do you get people past that? Well, can I tell you a story? Yes. Okay, so I, I went to India in 2010. Uh, we had diarrhea every day, the whole thing. It was awesome. And, uh, <laughs> so we, we end up with doing these, uh, evening meetings, uh, you know, open air meetings, but it only starts at 10 o'clock at night. I mean, uh, you know, I was the only guy ministering for a long time. So we were exhausted. You know, I did from birthday parties to Bible studies to <laughs> open air meetings. It was just like, you know, you're the party. With the gospel. Yes. You're the party trick from South Africa, you know, <laughs> and, and it was awesome. But anyway, so, uh, and then uh, the first night of three nights, there's a girl, she had polio, um, as a baby. So she, her legs are pulled in, and she crawls on on the you know on the floor like a dog. Basically, sure. she couldn't straighten her legs. But a beautiful human being, beautiful spirit, and um, and I, I we literally started fasting for her in those three days. I just had such compassion for this girl. I mean, I just wanted to see her walk, you know. And I, I believe that Jesus can do it. And that's the message I preach. And I don't change my mind because of the result. Uh, he said it. So if my results don't live up to it, then the, the error is somewhere else. It's mm-hmm. not with him, you know. And uh, so for three nights, we, we just, every night we kept praying for her. We probably spent, you know, maybe six hours in prayer on this girl over the three nights. Just really wanted to see something happen. And I mean, we saw a small improvement, but, you know, I was wanting her to see, yeah. see her jump up and run, you know. Yeah. And uh, so the last night, it's four o'clock in the morning. We're still praying for her. People are standing around. Her parents are there. But I need to get on the airplane the next morning, you know. So, and the guys tell me, listen, we need to go. So her parents come and, you know, I'm ready to leave, but I'm, I'm just got it, you know. I just feel so disappointed. And um, I see her parents, and they, they're calling me over. So with the translator, I'm going to them. But they are just, I mean, it's just tears running down their mm-hmm. face. So that, you, you know, and immediately, because this is how we are wired, uh, immediately in my mind, I go, you know, what am I going to say to them? I've been preaching this. It's just disappointment. We're preaching this thing. And it's, you know, all the stuff that all of us go through. And I'm, you know, I'm gutted. And I'm thinking, I don't, I, you know, I don't want to deal with this right now. And uh, so I start speaking to the translator. I'm lost in translation, obviously. And the next minute he grabs me by the arm and he looks at me and he says, they just want to thank you. And, uh, and they just basically look at me and say, I, I just want to thank you. We've never experienced love um, like we did from you in the last couple of evenings. What? And that, it just changed something on my inside because this, you know, I wanted this result of her walking and obviously that was the goal and they go we felt the love of Jesus because you were just willing to sit and believe for it and that changed my whole life realizing that the result is is in the hands of the Lord my my job is obedience and to sure. love people and that's that's what we do we we love them 
and we want that result. We don't always get it, but they feel love and they feel that somebody took the time to be with them. And that's that's being the hands and feet of Jesus. You know? Have you spoken to Christians and seen that move happen? Because now they've all had a past and now they're at a conference. And they, so the fact that they, they already says that they, they've got a yearning for this. They want to be part yeah. of something beautiful and supernatural yeah. of the Lord, but they've got that, that caution. Mm. Have you seen that move happen in people's lives? Yeah, it's definitely happening. I mean, there's a, a generation of people that's standing up and saying, we, we want this again. We, we also, we see this in scripture and we're hearing the stories and, and it's happening all over the world. That's the thing. There is so many stories of what Jesus is doing all over the world and it's phenomenal. He's doing more than he's ever done, to be honest. You know, we always hear the bad news, but it's happening everywhere and, and people are, getting over that fear and they're, they're saying, listen, we, we want to be part of that, you know, because we want to display Jesus and we want the world to see him. And uh, we believe that, you know, we are here, we are kings on the earth with him, we're sons of God, and, and that gives us authority, you know, we're not victims and we can rule, it doesn't make li- it doesn't mean life is going to be easy and mm. no problems at all, that's not the point, but, but we get these victories and people want to see that because it, it's advancing the kingdom of God and that's what it's about. So absolutely, we've, there's lots of people, people in South Africa, Pretoria, all over the country that's really saying, listen, we want this, you know, and we're willing to take the risk and we're willing to go through the, through the pain and the disappointments, yeah. but it's, but it's going to happen because he promised it and, and it's worth it. You know? and, and maybe they need a, like a catalyst event, some place where, where the switch is turned on, you know, where, the, where they yeah. say, okay, let's take that because it is a leap of faith. It's a it's faith. even a scary leap yeah. of faith, but God is good and God is faithful. Yeah. Our time is running, but I quickly want to get to the, the trans guy. Mm. Now, you arrive there, you start mm. making the connections, you start praying, people see results even there. But people in Africa and there, they used to power and, mm. and that kind of thing. They, they move in that. Yeah. That doesn't necessarily make them turn to Jesus. What does? Um, no, you're right. It doesn't. Uh, so what we have is they often come and just say, listen, we... Because they, they believe they can get a miracle from us. So they'll come for even the, the Sangomas, the witch yeah. doctors will come, get their miracle and leave again. Uh, but what, I, what, what I'm thinking, what, I, what we're seeing with them is consistency actually gets them. It's the fact that we live there, we're there, and we don't change. They see my families together. Uh, they, see, they see the gospel working in the side of power, but also in character. They're, they're seeing transformed lives. And, um, you know, the, the gospel is so powerful. It, Romans 1.16, it is the power of God. So the gospel is power. It's the power of God unto salvation for mm. all men. Mm. And that salvation is body, soul, and spirit. That's what he's talking about. And uh, so they need to see that this thing works. They need to see trust in it. They need to see that, you know, Jesus is not, he's kind and he's gentle and he loves them and he's not abusive and he doesn't want to take your cell phone and steal your money and sleep he's with different. your wife. Yeah, yeah, he's awesome, you know. And it's not a fear-driven gospel like like a lot of the other religions and its ancestral worship and its gross and its sacrifices. And uh, um, he doesn't, ta- you know, Jesus takes everything, for, you know, he, he, he is asking our lives, but what we get in return is peace and joy mm. and righteousness. And, and that message is starting to get to the people is to see the power of people's lives being changed because they, they've, they've seen the miracle, they've seen the breakthrough, but, but now they're also starting to change their minds, their thinking, the way they do life is changing because the gospel is starting to, to you know, impact the, every part of them. Yeah. This is a flame ministry that you do this. Uh, if people want to connect with you and your ministry in some way, how do they do that? Yeah, so they can, uh, they can visit our website. It's uh, www.aflame.co.za 
or we're on Facebook. Uh, I heard that's old school now, but we're still <laughs> on Facebook. So it's um, just the Flame Ministries on Facebook or with myself, Henk Kleinschmidt. Uh, so very welcome to connect that day. You've got South Africa listening. And some of them are at the place where they are curious, at least. Some are very cautious still. Um, but they still know there's more. There's mm. more something. Mm. Is there something that you want to impart, if you've got their ears at this moment, <laughs> that you can leave them with? Yeah, I would like to encourage you. Go and seek it out for yourself. That's the point. Go and sit with scriptures. You know, we, we believe what we're told. Uh, so, And that's okay. But... I want to challenge you to go and look at the scriptures for yourself and see what it says. What did Jesus say? What did, what did he say about this new life that he's offering us? Look at what happened in Acts. Mm. Go and study it for yourself because we want a, a scriptural-based truth, and it's there. And uh, just ask him to remove the lenses. Try to see it from a different voice. Try to get permission and not get a reason to not try. And you're going to find it. He gives you permission to try and do the impossible and to try and change the world. Sure. And go and look for it. It's there. And take it. He's awesome. He's good. He's faithful. He's going to come through on it. But look for permission. Don't look for an excuse. Well, thank goodness for your holy discontent. Thank goodness you didn't end there, that your questions didn't stay questions and that you didn't do, that it didn't move. May your action be catalytic for other people to move and may it change people's lives, generations to come still because someone heard somewhere there's more. Thank That's what we want to bless you with. Thank you. Appreciate it. There you have it. That is aflame.co.za. You can spell a flame, can't you? But we'll post it for you on our Facebook page so that you can make the connection.